Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We're going to continue tonight unlocking the gifts. It's a series about getting to know the Holy Spirit. And once again, just as a brief review, you know that many folks forget that God is three in one. Scripture says that we are created in His image. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body, right? You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So in the same way, God is three in one, one in three. Inseparable, but also distinct. Interesting, because your soul is different from your spirit just as, as it's different from your body. So we know that God is one in three, three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so we've been talking about the Holy Spirit now. <clears throat> Talked about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, tongues. We've been talking about um, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So tonight we're on the gift of faith. Somebody say the gift of faith. Gift of faith. So just a brief review here. Let's go, to, let's go real quick to 1 Corinthians 12, 7. That's been our text now for over a month, maybe six weeks or more. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through verse 11. All right? Check this out. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of whom? All. That's good. How about the next one? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Powerful. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings. Healings by the same Spirit. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as who wills? Me? As I will, as you will. No, as he wills. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. That's in the New King James Version. So if you look back through these, there are three groupings of three for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There are three gifts that reveal. There are three gifts that do. And there are three gifts that say or utter something. Some call them the gifts of utterance. So there are three gifts that reveal, three gifts that do, and three gifts that, that say. So right now, we're starting into the three gifts that do something, which are called the power gifts. Somebody say the power gifts. They do something. So they are the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, and the working of miracles. And oftentimes they work together. Okay? Now tonight in discussing the gift of faith, I want to be real clear that the gift of faith is separate and distinct. Okay? It's different from general faith or saving faith. Everybody in this house has faith or you wouldn't be here. You've all come to know Jesus through faith. You accepted Jesus by faith. That's general or saving faith. Let's go to Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8. For by grace you have been saved, what? Through faith. Through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Praise God. That's Ephesians 2.8. Let me read that again. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Okay, so that's general or saving faith. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't get a gift of the spirit and manifestation in your life necessarily by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Necessarily, but faith, general or saving faith, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now as you grow in general or saving faith, yes, at times the gifts of the Holy Spirit will begin to manifest in your life. But it all starts with general or saving faith, okay? So now the gift of faith, I want to give you some points. 
about the gift of faith tonight. Okay? Point one, it is separate, once again, I just mentioned this, it is separate and distinct from general or saving faith. Okay? So let's go through some steps here. So the first step in faith, regular faith, general or saving faith, is believing God for salvation. Believing God for salvation. That's interesting how that's on the screen there, separate and distinct. We have a, that's not Jessica that did that. We have a young lady who's also practicing on the screen. That's why the format looks so different. Would you remind, you read my mind, thank you. It looks good, it's on there, and that's good, but it's kind of, kind of quirky. It'll be unforgettable though. Separate and distinct from general or saving faith. And the first thing is believing God for salvation. Second thing is the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, when you see faith mentioned in the, as the fruit of the Spirit, it's better translated as faithfulness. And that is character. That's after you've accepted Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit are starting to manifest in your lives, and that is character. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, long-suffering, all of that, right? Faith or faithfulness. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's after salvation, and it's character. Now the third, third type of phrase here with faith in it is a gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith, and that is after having been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, I think everybody in here knows that baptism in water and being baptized in the Holy Spirit are two separate things. When Jesus was baptized in water, Scripture says that John the Baptist saw the Spirit of God descending on him like a dove. So that was a unique situation. Some people are baptized in water and they receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit at that time with evidence of speaking in tongues. But baptism in, in water, I want this to be clear tonight, is separate from baptism in the Holy Spirit, okay? Baptism in the Holy Spirit allows the gifts of the Holy Spirit to then become available to work in your life. Now once again though, you don't control the gifts of the Spirit, do you? We do not control the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are, just like we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, they are as He wills. The Spirit, they are as He wills, the Spirit of God, not as we will, okay? Not as we choose. So, that's my first point tonight. The gift of faith is separate and distinct from general or saving faith, all right? Any questions? I don't usually ask that. It throws people off if I ask that. In a small group, though, I like to ask if there's questions. Any questions? All right. You do? Wow, Jessica, all right. You never cease to amaze me. Noah, please don't apologize. I, I welcome a question. I hope I can answer it. Wait, okay, let, great question. No, that is, the gift of the Holy Spirit is for everyone. The Apostle Peter said in Acts, he said, this gift is for you and your children and to all that shall believe in the Lord our God and put their trust in the Lord. So the baptism in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, you can say, well, that's at the, as the Spirit wills, but you could also say that don't you agree that everybody, it's God's will for everybody to be saved, right? Uh-huh. So according to Scripture, the book of Acts, it's God's will for once we've accepted Jesus, for us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit as well with the gift of being able to speak in tongues as evidence of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And that is a heavenly language, okay? So it is God's will. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, once you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, those are as the Spirit wills, Okay? You see that Jesus operated in all kinds of gifts. He operated in seven of the nine. Okay? He didn't operate in, what, what are the two that, that Jesus did not operate in? Does anybody remember? 
the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues. That didn't happen until after Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell. Okay? After the Holy Spirit fell, people were baptized in the Holy Spirit. You remember the 120 that were in the upper room, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, and the disciples? After they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, then the gifts of the Holy Spirit came with the Holy Spirit, but those individual gifts are as He wills. It is God's will that you be saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit. But that's the basics. And man, you start on a journey once you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not just speaking in tongues, which is to edify you, to build you up, to give you a direct line to heaven, to speak in a perfect prayer language to God, to speak in a language that not even the devil understands, people around you don't understand. You can talk to God and edify yourself, be built up, and also to pray in God's perfect will. Okay? But, let me repeat this, such a good question. Once you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, which comes after salvation, that is God's perfect will for you. But, once you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that is as He wills. So, in answer to that, you may see some gifts in operation in your life and others you may not see. I, I have not seen all, all nine gifts in operation in my life. I've seen some here and there. But it is as he wills. So, and I do believe that the, the more you spend time, once you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, the more, more you spend time praying in tongues, I do believe that there's different manifestations in your life that would not have manifested otherwise because you're praying the perfect prayer and you're bringing God's will into being and it is as he wills these different gifts. Did I answer your question? Okay. So once again, salvation and baptism in the Holy Spirit, that is God's perfect will for you. It is. Now, whether we're going to be operating in all nine of the gifts or if we'll ever operate in all nine of the gifts, that is as he wills. But I do believe this. I do believe this. That if you'll seek God once you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues, you will see some gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation at your, in your life sometime or another. I believe that with all of my heart. Okay, You don't have to be a pastor or, a, or an elder or an apostle or a prophet or a teacher or an evangelist to see the gifts of the Spirit in your life. Those are for believers. How many are believers in here? Everybody in this house. Praise God. So point two tonight. The gift of faith wow, ties in. Ties in here to your question kind of there, Jessica. It's given supernaturally by the Spirit of God as He wills. And what does it do? Well, it helps people to believe God in a way that God honors their word as His own and miraculous things happen. Now, we all have faith. We lay hands on the sick. We believe in faith. Sometimes you see things happen. Sometimes you don't. We don't always know why, but we know that faith works. Faith works because here you are. Your life is different. Your life has changed. You're now saved, Right? Saved through faith and by grace, all right? Saved by faith through grace, I mean. So listen to this, though. I do believe that the gift of faith, it operates when God is trying to get something done through you, through the Holy Spirit. I remember years ago, Dad and a friend of his were praying at the little army barracks just down the street, which was the first church that we had in Hobbs. And God spoke to them and said, go walk around that land on Marlin. There was nothing here. And they walked around it three times and God began to speak to my dad and there was a supernatural faith that came on dad. And I remember, I remember believing, but I remember dad's level of faith. It was so far beyond anything I'd ever seen. The church had no money to even buy the land here, much less build a building. And dad started saying, this is in 1991. He started saying, 
was it 91? It was 91, fall of 91. He started saying, you know what? God's going to give us that land, that block, and he's going to help us build a building and parking lot and everything else, and it's going to be debt-free. We lived on the south side. The church is on the south side. You look around, the oil field was down. How? But there was a gift of faith operating in dad's life. I remember that. It was so, and mom brought it up to me. It was a good life lesson. She said, your dad's faith for that is beyond regular faith. It's the spirit of God upon him with the gift of faith to do a great work there and to have it on a state highway with more exposure and to really get the message out about Jesus. And it was just supernatural. And it was to believe God in a way that God honors our word as if it was God's own word because it was God's own word to have buildings here and to have a ministry here. And eventually the whole block, we bought the whole block and it's debt free. Wow, praise God. And it's a miracle. But here we are, years later. <laughs> and I'll never forget, Jorge and I were friends in high school at that time. And I believe it was, let's see. It was our junior year, so it was spring of 1993, I believe. Spring of, nine, no? Spring of, nine, yes, spring of 1993. And um, I remember dad and them were working here. Dad was just on the property, and the, the wind caught the trusses, and the build, building collapsed. Dad's lung got punctured, and it was, it was crazy because it was such a journey of faith. Because all the money that they'd spent debt-free was now done. You had the foundation, but you had to redo everything. All I cared about at that point was that my dad be okay. I remember I was in chemistry class last hour, and someone said, you got to come to the office. Um, you need to go ahead and get your stuff and head to the office and call, make a call here, and you're, you're being called to go home or get picked up by someone. I was like, what's going on? Someone told me, your dad's in the hospital. He's going to be all right. But the building had collapsed, so here we were at square one, really, just a foundation, but that gift of faith was in operation. And dad, he still believed, I'll never forget, um, his dad went and prayed for him. Different people all over town went and prayed for dad. They saw a hole in his lung. He was having a hard time breathing because he was right under here, under these trusses when they fell. I believe it was 24,000 pounds falling from 17 feet. He was a goner. He was in trouble. The ministry was in trouble. He believed he was healed. That night they gave him another x-ray. The next day it was healed, and then Dad kept saying the same thing. He said, God's going to provide. I don't know how, but I don't know how. But he just believed beyond belief. It was a gift of faith. And people would show up that he never saw again bringing money in paper bags. People would show up with thousands of dollars. Here we were at church, and we were a pretty poor church at that time. We believed for big things, but we didn't have any millionaires in the church, and money just came in. They built the building. It was built in about a year, completely done, and it was debt-free by April of 1994, and that was a gift of faith operating. And I remember just believing, but I don't think the gift of faith was operating in my life in that time, at that time, and, but it was operating through Dad, and I was amazed I was amazed, but then I expected it at the same time. It was, it's hard to explain. It's hard to even fathom. It's like, Lord, you did this, and I, it's like I just expected it. I'm like, wow, here we are. Praise God. So a week before my 18th birthday, April 8th, 1994, I got to sit over there, and we had a full house, and we had some guest speakers, and the building was paid off, and we sat under a safe building. And I guarantee you, after the building fell, Dad had all kinds of people coming in and welding poles and pipes, and they got this. This is like a reinforced building. It is, it is, it's here to last, hopefully, till Jesus takes us to heaven. 
But God did a lot of that through the gift of faith and manifestation. Look at point three tonight. It often works with the other power gifts. I mentioned this a while ago. Often works with other power gifts. All right? And what, what does that mean? Well, it works with what are the other power gifts? So there's gift of faith, there's the gifts of healings, and there's the working of miracles. Raising the dead, that's all three power gifts. If we were to witness that miracle in our lifetime, and I believe we are someday, the raising of the dead is all three power gifts. Why? It is the gift of faith. It's beyond regular faith. It's a gift of healing, and then it's the working of miracles, all working together, okay? So that's how you raise the dead, all three. Sometimes, casting out demons. If it's a demon that has been, or a bunch of demons that's been in someone's life for a long time, and it's just like regular faith just wasn't cutting it, it should have, but sometimes it just takes us beyond ordinary faith. I believe it was a gift of faith in operation. Probably a gift of healing as well. Could have been working of miracles when Jesus cast those demons out of that guy and they went into the pigs. You remember that story? So what's your name? Legion, for we are many. Was it thousands of demons? I don't know. Demons are liars, so I don't know. But there was enough to go jump into a bunch of pigs and run them off a cliff. So it works with other power gifts, the gift of faith. And number four, here's the question tonight. What are its purposes? What are its purposes? Well, receiving blessings of fulfillment of a human declaration. Do you guys remember the patriarchs of old in the Old Testament? They would speak these prophecies over their kids, and you're going to be this, and you're going to do that, and here's the blessing. That was the gift of faith in operation because it happened long after these guys were even alive, but there was some supernatural, beyond ordinary faith. We saw that in the Old Testament. And it would happen just like the patriarchs of old, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just like they'd say it would happen in their kids' lives. It was a gift of faith in operation. Or how about this? You remember the story of Daniel in the lion's den? That had to be a special gift of faith, to be tossed into the lion's den and know I'm coming out of this. Hmm. Personal protection in dangerous times can be a gift of faith in operation. Fascinating. Or how about this, supernatural provision. Some of you have, have seen this in your lives maybe. I've heard stories about this my whole life. People saying, man, we just we had faith beyond what was normal and we were out of money and we prayed and we knew God was going to take care of it. We didn't know how on earth he was going to take care of it and someone showed up with bags of groceries. I've heard stories about that my whole life. Well, it's in the Bible too. Let's go to Exodus 34, 28. Look at this, Exodus 34, 28. What does that say? <laughs> There's a special gift of faith in operation here. It says that Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water. He had to have some powerful faith in operation in his life to even attempt that. 40 days? Does anybody remember? How, how long can you go without water? Depending, is it two, three days? About three days standard? And maybe some people can go maybe a few hours longer, some maybe a a little less if they've been drinking gallons and gallons of soda leading up to that point. I don't know. But about three days on average. Food? How many weeks? You can go 40 days without food, can't you? In theory. Seven. Well, then maybe I've seen some miracles because I've, I've personally known some people that fasted 40 days and just drank water. So about seven, you think. Wow, it's a gift of faith there then. But we know that 40 days and 40 nights, no bread or water, wow, gift of faith. That is long, 
long beyond. Yeah, one time my dad went on a fast. I think it was 17 days and just did water. I, I'm not old enough to remember, but mom said that she was having to, to like clothespin his pants to go preach. He was losing so much weight. <laughs> he got off all the tortillas and everything else at that time. Interesting story. This is off the subject, but you'll get to know us more. Mom used to tell me that dad told her when he married her, don't you dare learn to make tortillas. She's like, why? Your mom makes them. He said, I know, but I, dad says, I, I gain weight if I chew gum or if I smell food. So please, don't learn to make tortillas like my mom. And she never did because dad said, don't. I can't handle that. So the gift of faith, all right? Uh, supernatural provision. How about this? Let's go to 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17, verse 3. Get away from here and turn eastward. God is speaking to Elijah the prophet. And hide by the brook Cherith, or Kareth, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Can you imagine birds bringing you food? That's powerful. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook Kareth, which flows into the Jordan. Verse 6, the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. To even stay there, and he drank from the brook, to even stay there was a gift of faith. Birds bringing you food, that's amazing. We've got a couple of smart dogs, but they don't, they don't even bring us food at home. That's just not one of the things we taught them. I mean, they'll bring a ball or they'll bring something else, a stick or something, but they don't bring us food. I mean, there were ravens bringing this guy food as a supernatural provision miracle, okay? Let's go to look at this one. Raising the dead. We know Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, of course. That was the gift of faith in operation along with the other power gifts, okay? Gift of faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles. But we know that the gift of faith was in operation when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Um, I mentioned this a while ago, Jesus casting out demons. God honoring your word as his own. It could have, it, it's with a debt-free building. It's with making a comeback, rebuilding the building. Man, even starting, but then rebuilding and then seeing the building go up and then moving on to another building here on the south side. Man, no money for that. And I remember they financed and, and built that building next door and, bought, and paid for that and then bought the motel across the street, paid for that cash, and then sold it for a lot more than what they bought it for years ago, all through the gift of faith, I believe. Also, we see the gift of faith in operation many times when someone is laying on of hands for people to receive the Holy Spirit. It's beyond normal faith. Sometimes, have you ever been in a situation where you're like the one, the man that told Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief? Like, Lord, I believe you, but man, how on earth? Lord, I believe, but when, how, why? What are you going to do? So the gift of faith, it's one of the three power gifts, one of the three gifts that does something. Are there any questions? I, did, I forgot to stop and ask after each point. Are there any questions as relating to anything that we spoke about tonight? Anything at all. Any questions? Anything? About how the gift of faith is given supernaturally or often works with other power gifts or the purposes or the scripture references? Anything at all? No? All right. Well, why don't we do this tonight? Let's go ahead and pray. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. I know God is speaking to us. He's been speaking. And just remember, this is a reminder. Say, man, I want God to speak to me. 
You may not hear an audible voice. You might. You may actually hear a, a voice out loud from God. That's one of the ways he speaks. But usually, God speaks to us through his word and as an impression in our spirit, which sends a signal to our mind. Okay? But you can hear God every day by reading his word. I heard God today in his word, and I heard God today, apart from his word, as an impression in my spirit. He spoke to me about people here. He spoke to me about other things. He reminded me of things because I spent time with him. He speaks to you, and he wants to speak to you. I believe there's somebody in here. There may be more than one. I know there's at least one. You've been looking and looking and looking and looking and looking for answers in certain areas, and God is just telling you, you know what? I do not know who this is for. God is telling you, look it up in my word. You're going to hear from me through my word. By faith, get into my word. I'm going to speak to you about that. I believe God is also saying to you, get into prayer along with the word. And you know what? This is real simple. But before you read the word, ask the Holy Spirit to show you, teach you, and speak to you through God's word. God is going to speak to you, I guarantee it. So whoever is in here and you've been asking, say, man, I need an answer to this, God is going to speak to you. You'll see. He's going to speak to you by next Wednesday. It'll be a week or less. By next Wednesday, God is going to give you some answers. I don't know who that's for at all. I don't know. That's between you and God. Lord, we thank you tonight, Father. We believe your word. We trust you. We give you all the glory because you're faithful. We give you all the praise. Is there anybody in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus nor made him the Lord of my life. I've never confessed him as my Savior, but I want to go to heaven and be with Jesus one day. And I want to have a victorious life while I'm on this earth. If you've never accepted Jesus and made him your Savior, would you please raise your hand tonight? I'm going to pray with you. We'll all pray together as one. Is there anybody in the house? Anybody at all? Nobody's looking, just me. Raise your hand if you'd like me to pray with you to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of your life. We always got to make sure of that. I'm sure everyone in here has accepted Jesus, but if not, we've got to make sure. All right. Now for the rest of us, if you're believing God for a miracle, I want to remind you that it's on its way. I said before I got into the Word tonight as we prayed, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything and thank Him for the answers. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything and thank Him for the answers. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Thank Him for the answers. You've already asked Him according to His will. You know that prayer is according to God's will. You know He's heard you. Now just praise Him and thank Him for the answers. You say, man, I don't know. I feel like something may be holding back my prayers. Confess your sin to the Lord and tell Him you're sorry and repent of it. And your prayers will not be held back any longer. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So just confess your sins to the Lord and now just remind Him of what you've prayed for and now praise Him and you just praise it through now. Just praise Him that the, that the answer is on its way. You're going to get what you've asked for. Just believe God. Just believe God. Thank you, Father. I know you've heard us. And I know the miracle we believe you for is on its way, God. In Jesus' name. <coughs> In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father. You are faithful. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God.
We give you glory tonight. We praise you because you're with us. We praise you because you hear us. We're going to seek you with our whole heart, Father. Thank you, God. Praise you tonight. I don't know about you, but I believe with all of me tonight that God heard our prayers. He heard your prayer. He sees you. He feels you. He hears you.